Live from the Raceway at Belle Isle Park in Detroit, Michigan. This is Indy Lights, presented by Cooper Tires on the IndyCar Radio Network and Sirius XM IndyCar Nation. After four rounds of the 2022 Indy Lights season, the championship favorite has emerged in the form of Sweden's Linus Lundqvist. The sophomore lights driver has two wins already, the championship points lead, and after an impressive showing and qualifying this morning, the driver from HMD Motorsports captured his fourth and fifth pole position. It's time to find out if anyone has anything for Linus Lundqvist. This is the Indy Lights Detroit Grand Prix from Belle Isle right here on IndyCar Radio. My name is Nick Yeoman. Our driver analyst is Davey Hamilton. And after that pole position, we caught up with Linus Lundqvist as he swept the pole positions for the doubleheader weekend here in Detroit for Indy Lights. That is five poles in six races with that sweep here this morning. How important is the, the experience that you had last year here in Detroit with so many guys who haven't raced here. Yeah, for sure. I think this was one of the places where we knew that we were going to be strong. We were strong here last year, and like you said, one of the few guys that uh, that raced here last year, so we were trying to take advantage of that. Um, the guys gave me a great car, so a massive thank you to them. And i got to say a massive thank you to my uh, event title sponsor this weekend, which is July. It's great to have them on board, and hopefully we can get a win later today for them. There's a dogfight behind you in the points for second place. How important is it to get a couple of wins here and put a stranglehold on this title? I mean, uh, obviously, it's a little bit early to think about the championship, but obviously we're here to get wins, and that's also the best way to win a championship. So it sort of you know, ties in very well, but that's what we're here to do. We're here to win and nothing else. So, uh, yeah, starting from pole, that's the best way to do it, but the points are in the race, so full focus on that. We'll have a lot more series running here throughout the weekend. Do you expect the track to change a lot as the weekend progresses? 100%. And I think that just shows from, from yesterday and today and the difference between, you know, an IndyCar session and IMSA qualifying. And I think race two on Sunday is going to be the fastest session, at least it was last year. So, uh, you know, it's just going to get better and better and more grip. So you're going to have to adapt, maybe tune the car a little bit. But I feel confident, confident that we can do it. Starting on pole once again, Linus Lundqvist. Thank you. Thank you. Linus Lundqvist, your pole sitter for the Indy Lights Detroit Grand Prix at Belle Isle for both race one today and race two tomorrow. Our drive analyst, Davey Hamilton, joins us. And, Davey, Linus says it's too early to be focused on the championship. I don't think we uh, we can do that, though, because once we clear <laughs> the Road America race next weekend, we'll be at the halfway point. But certainly that young Swedish driver is super impressive and has a chance this weekend to, uh, to really cement himself as the championship favorite. Yeah, it is a long ways uh, to the end of this season for sure. In the championship, you try not to focus on it, but promise you, every time he looks at the scoring sheet and reevaluates re- the weekends and sees he's in the points lead, he's thinking about that points championship. Pa- guarantee that. Another thing that you have to be careful with um, is not to be too lax. He says, hey, we just need to go out and win races, and, and that's going to take care of yourself. That is a fact, but then you don't want to make any big mistakes either and lose that nice points lead he has. So um, he's in a situation where he's in the driver's seat. He just needs to be cautious. We are just a couple minutes away from uh, the engines firing. So, Davey, if it's not Linus Lundquist, who do you think has the best chance to challenge him for a race win today? Well, you know, I mean, Patterson looks good, obviously. I think, uh, you know, can't. Uh, Stingray Rob has been on the podium the last three races, so you can't count him out either. And this weekend, uh, Matty Brabham has shown, shown some speed. So uh, those, I think those are the drivers that we really need to look for. Frost, you know, he, he may have something for him as well, but I think it's a bit of a long stretch. It is Linus Lundquist, the driver from HMD Motorsports, who will lead the field to the green flag. Here's a look at today's starting lineup from Detroit. 
Here's today's Indy Lights presented by Cooper Tires starting lineup. Row 7. Ryan Finney, United States. Antonio Cervelli, Canada. Row 6. Kiffin Simpson, Cayman Islands. Christian Bogle, United States. Row 5. Ernie Francis Jr., United States. James Rowe, Ireland. Row 4. Christian Rasmussen, Denmark. Jacob Abel, United States. Row 3. Matt Brabham, United States. Hunter McElroy, New Zealand. Row 2. Daniel Frost, Singapore. Stingray Roth, United States. On the outside of row 1. Benjamin Peterson, Denmark and United States. And starting on the pole. Linus Lundqvist, Sweden. It's his fourth pole position of the year for Linus Lundqvist. Scored number five as well this morning. We'll talk more about that tomorrow in race number two. But it is the driver from Sweden who will lead the field of the green flag. Let's talk a little bit about this racetrack. Uh, Belle Isle Street Circuit on the island in between Detroit and the city of Windsor in Canada. Turn one, a right-hander. Uh, turn two, back to the left. A long straightaway leading down to turn three. One of the best passing points on the racetrack when they learn when they leave turn three. Uh, Mark Jane's a very technical part of the racetrack that you'll be calling today. A couple of short straightaways, Nick Yeoman, for sure, and uh, they're going to challenge the drivers up between five and six. Deceptively fast, it's a little short straightaway, and I think patience is a virtue because that right-hander, which is turn number six, leads on to that long back straightaway, and it's a straightaway in name only because there's a bit of a bend. It's not really designated as a turn. However, turn six kind of swings you back to the left a little bit in preparation for turn number seven. I think seven seems to be where a lot of activity happens because it's one of the best passing zones on the racetrack, and they're going to carry a lot of speed into there, going to need to break late in order to make that pass stick. The high side is the entry point to call all the action in that very busy, chaotic turn number seven is Michael Young. Well, good afternoon, Mark Jaynes, and indeed, this turn seven, a right-hander that goes into the inner loop. You can see all of the tire marks from the drivers who have locked them up, trying to get around a potential, making a potential pass here into this turn seven. The inner loop is basically made up of three turns inside of the track as it makes its way and winds its way back around the media center. So the right-hander in turn number seven, and then a slight bend is turn number eight. Another quick little left-hander is turn number nine, and then a harder left-hander, which is turn number 10. And then they'll have to get back into that accelerator because they'll make that right-hander to turn number 11 and then negotiate the final turns of this course. The field starting to make their way down into turn number seven as we speak. Fantastic job so far this weekend. Our pit reporters, Joel Sebastianelli and Ryan Marine, have been busy. Joel, you were down there for qualifying this morning, kind of a new format, and boy, it was uh, quite hectic. Uh, with lots of drivers using the runoff areas. Uh, what are you expecting to see as we are set to go racing here at Indy Lights? The same driver as usual on the pole, but I'm going to keep an eye on Hunter McElroy. He's the only other driver who's gotten a pole this season, started the year on pole on the streets of St. Petersburg. Otherwise, the L.A. native has gotten off to a rough start this season with Andretti Autosport, but I talked to him before this race. The city feels like things are starting to click for him, and that's all in Indianapolis last month. Pulled off a second-place finish, his best of the year, also a sixth on the IMS road course. Said he was held up in qualifying, so third and fifth here in Detroit for the two races. May not be indicative of their true pace. Happy to have the inside line for both races and excited to build off of that momentum, Nick. 
Yep, McElroy, one of those drivers that, uh, boy, if you're going to get back in the championship hunt, you better do it now. Ryan Marine, lights about to be shut off on the pace car, one to go at the line, and, and you know as well as I do that, uh, boy, if these drivers allow Linus Lundquist to run away with this thing, oh, man, that, that stretch towards the end of the season is going to be a heck of a lot harder for these drivers. Oh, man, no question about it. And Linus Lundquist, he's had a rocket ship so far this weekend. I chatted with him before he jumped in the race car, and he said, look, the team just nailed it in qualifying and the key was getting the tires into the right operating window just at the right time to be able to capitalize on a really good setup on that machine i asked him did you make any changes or did you leave the car as it is and he said look we, we make a little change every time going from qualifying to the race but basically we made as few changes as possible because this car is outstanding linus lundquist starting from the pole and that championship bid starting to come into form just a little bit he's looking awfully strong at this stage in the season Davey Hamilton, that's when you know you're good, right? And you, when you can finesse the setup and make those minor little changes. Uh, he has rolled off the truck fast. And, again, going to be interesting to see if anything, anyone's got anything for him. You know, that's one thing, you know, back in, in your racing days, Nick, is when you got on a racetrack and, and, and you take some laps, and this is before we had on onboard telemetry, and you didn't know really what your speeds or time were. And you went out and went, man, this car really feels good. Man, I, I don't know that I could change anything. And, and then you come in, and they go, man, you're, you know, you're off the pace a bit. And I go, what the heck? You, know, you just don't know what to do. Then there's that times when the car doesn't feel all that great, and you're complaining about things, and they say, well, you're P1. So you never know what you're going to have handed to you. And when you have that opportunity to go out and you have a good car and speed, that's really the best of both worlds. Nice crowd has gathered in the inner loop here in Detroit and all over the, uh, the facilities here on Belle Isle to watch some open-wheel racing. This is round number five of the 2022 Indy Lights Championship presented by Cooper Tires. A pair of teammates on the front row, Linus Lundquist in black, white, and red. His teammate Benjamin Peterson in orange and black. He'll start to driver's left. They'll accelerate out of the final corner, heading to the start-finish line. We are green and racing in the Indy Lights Series presented by Cooper Tires. Lundquist gets the early jump. Peterson will tuck in to grab the second spot. Good battle, though, is for third as they bend their way through turn number two. Stingray Rob in that blue and red car. He's going to grab that third position. Daniel Frost all over the rear wing. And Mark Jaynes, Hunter McElroy in fifth. He's taking a look to the inside as well. Matthew Brabham has the elbows out plenty wide. He's trying to pick up a couple of positions. About fourth on back, they continue to run side by side. Hunter McElroy uh, continues to beat and bang on Abel, uh, the rookie as they set up for turn number five. Again, it's Lundquist, Pedersen, then Stingray Rob. And again, this is one of the more technical portions of the race course. But by the time they clear turn number six, and by the time they get to Michael Young, everyone's going to be settled in early on, Michael Young, single file to turn seven. Yeah, but Matty Brabham trying to get around the inside of Jacob Abel. He will be able to do so, but then we'll have to tuck back in behind Jacob Abel. The leader, Linus Lundquist, has already checked out five car lengths ahead of his teammate, Benjamin Peterson. The field already through turn number 11. That was an aggressive move by Matthew Brabham in the sixth position to try to slice in front of uh, Christian Rasmussen and continue to put the pressure on Jacob Abel. That's the battle for the fifth spot. In fact, Brabham is all over that rear wing as they make their way through turns 11 and 12 and head back to the front straightaway. Up front, though, a strong start for Linus Lundquist. His advantage across the start-finish line uh, is a healthy one. The battle, though, continues to be 
It is for the sixth position. Abel with Brabham all over the rear wing, and then Rasmussen right there in tow. They'll make their way all the way down to turn at number three. A lot of drafting to do down in that corner. Matthew Brabham's going to take a late look to the inside. Mark Jaynes into turn number three. Yeah, and uh, it looks like that the McElroy will be next on the checklist of Matthew Brabham. It was interesting to watch him in qualifying because in both sessions, uh, when he was on the blacks, he was in that second or third position. Even P1 for a while, but eventually when he got on the reds for whatever the, car, whatever the reason, the car didn't have nearly as much grip. Meanwhile, Linus Lundquist is your leader as he heads back to Michael Young. Yeah, Ted Carlick advantage for Linus Lundquist over his teammate Benjamin Peterson. Then Stingray Rob about three car lengths behind him. Again, watching Christian Rasmussen and the machine of Matthew Brabham. They're battling it out. Then Jacob Abel and, uh, well, check that. Uh, Jacob Abel and the Christian Rasmussen machine actually doing a little bit of battling further back into that field as they make their way out of turn number 11. Clean sailing thus far for Linus Lundquist. Boy, Davey, Jacob Abel doing everything in car 51 to stay ahead <laughs> of uh, Christian Rasmussen. He really is. He's driving the heck out of that car. Just you see the car sliding around. He just he's getting everything he can out of it. Just not quite as fat as Matty Brabham, obviously. Now Rasmussen is really pressuring him coming down this front straightaway. I expect to see another loss of position for Abel going down to turn three this lap. The advantage for Linus Lundquist looks to be 10 to 12 car lengths as he makes his way down to turn number three. It's a 1.7 second advantage. We continue to watch though that battle for seventh as Jacob Abel has it. Christian Rasmussen continues to put the pressure on. They are nose to tail leaving turn number three. And mark that red and white car of Jacob Abel slide around this racetrack on Belle Isle. Yeah, Rasmussen got away a little slower off of that turn because the rear end of that car started to step out a little bit. But he gathers it back in and that battle resumes. Back up front, Linus Lundquist by 2.3 seconds over Pedersen. But again, Abel, Rasmussen, Michael Young. That is the battle for the seventh position, and it remains a nose-to-tail battle now as they start to come back into your view. And Rasmussen dives to the inside, and he will make that pass stick as he exits and contact. I did not see Jacob Abel make his way tucked behind a tree. He's into the tires at the exit of turn number seven. We're full course yellow, but a great opportunity for that pass by Christian Rasmussen. Forced Jacob Abel into the tires. Davey, what'd you see down there in turn number seven? Well, I, I actually missed that. I'll look up, and I'll sudden Abel's in that tire bear and, and all I can say is he was running hard. He was trying to get everything he could out of that race car, although sliding around so much just must have must have uh, uh, got, got together with, with the Rasmussen. Obviously, they're running hard. We'll have to see if we can see the replay right here, but he definitely piled the tire. He said, oh, here we go. Down at turn seven. Rasmussen makes a nice shot to the bottom. And they actually don't even make con Oh, they do make contact, actually. Yeah, we're going to go through their side-by-side. -side. Rasmussen actually lost control of his car. Their left, or the, yeah, left rear of his uh, car smashed into Abel and just pushed him in the wall as Rasmussen kept going. Might be a penalty coming up there. Yeah, going to be interesting to see how race control views that because Christian Rasmussen, a late passing attempt. That car got awful sideways. And, uh, boy, Mark Jates, tough break for Jacob Abel. We talked about how he was hanging on, uh, no fault of his own, going side-by-side, side, getting hip-checked into the tire barrier. Uh, well, Davey, we've talked about how bumpy these turns are, and, and I would say that, um, boy, the drivers better make sure they have a really good run, but because of how bumpy this racetrack is, especially in the turns like down in turn 12, which we've seen over the course of this weekend already, Davey, you, you got to make sure your car's really stuck. 
to make that pass stick, if you will. And because of how bumpy it is, you're really rolling the dice if you go in there side by side, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, that's right. And we've seen that happen earlier in the IndyCar practice. You just get it's so bumpy down there, and you really want to make that pass. But you need to be ahead of the guy. You need to have him cleared before you go side by side to their mark. You're exactly right. Matter of fact, if you really look close, as the cars come through, the right front tire comes off the ground. It's a it's a large bump. It's a large drop off right there, and so you're only on three wheels going through through there as it is. So uh, grip is of the minimum or maximum there. So a uh, full course caution here on lap number three of 25 here in the Indy Light Series, presented by Cooper Tires, Davey Hamilton, Michael Young, Mark James, Joel Sebastianelli, Ryan Marine. And yours truly, Nick Yobin, guiding you through it here on IndyCar Radio. Uh, and speaking of one of our pit reporters, let's check in with Ryan Marine down on pit lane. And I've got John Bruner, who's the team manager for the uh, general manager for the uh, Able Motorsports team. And uh, first of all, did you hear from Jacob? Is he all right? Yeah, he's fine. Obviously, a little disappointed to get taken out a little early for no real good reason. Well, you saw the replay. What did you make of it? Um, I'm Maybe a little aggressive this early in the race. How would you assess the weekend for Jacob so far? He had pretty good pace in qualifying. He was telling me before the race, especially in the second qualifying session, he felt like he just got cut out by a red, and he might have had a lap to challenge for the top three. Yeah, he, he's been doing a great job here. So he's right. We, we probably should have qualified a little better for the race, too. But now we got a little work to do, and get ready for race two. Still one car in the field, Ryan Finney, who's, who's back with you guys after returning to the series at IMS uh, about a month or so ago. What has it been like getting him reintegrated back up to speed at Indy Lights after, what, eight years away? Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a challenge, and Detroit really makes it a challenge. Do we expect to see Ryan for further races this year, or is this all you've got on the docket so far? I think he's got a couple more. Very good. Thank you, John. Thanks. All right, thank you, Ryan and uh, Davey. We just got word from Race Control. Avoidable contact for car 28. Christian Rasmussen is going to restart from the tail of the field. you feel like that's a good call? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, that that needs to happen. He, he definitely caused the incident. And Abel, he, matter of fact, Abel gave him plenty of room. It's just Rasmussen got so sideways. Um, and, and just really knocked Abel in the tire bear, so that's definitely the right call. So it's, it'll be Linus Lundquist, uh, P1, Benjamin Peterson, P2. Michael Young, how about the cleanup efforts down there in Turn 7? Yeah, the AMR IndyCar Safety Team doing a great job. They actually have Jacob Abel's car on the hook. Extensive damage to that front left. Looks like there is slight damage, not, not even that much to that front right, so all they'll have to do is change the suspension on that front left, put a new nose on it. He should be good to go for race number two tomorrow, but it looks like we're about clean up and ready to go back to green. Yeah, lights though still on the pace car. I think the safety truck that is uh, bringing Jacob Abel around and back to pit lane is uh, right now in the front of the field, so safety first. We'll get that uh, safety vehicle off the racetrack, and I would assume we will restart here in about a lap. Full field rundown, working lap number four for this full course caution that uh, ends the day for Jacob Abel. Linus Lundquist is your race leader. He was the pole sitter. He's led every lap so far. Benjamin Peterson, his teammate, sits in the second position. Third is Stingray Rob. Daniel Frost is fourth. Hunter McElray is fifth. Matthew Brabham was putting the pressure on McElray right before that yellow. He runs in the sixth spot. James Rowe Jr. now moves up into the seventh position after that accident. Christian Bogle is eighth. Ernie Francis Jr. is ninth. Kiffin Simpson is tenth. Eleventh is Antonio Saravalli. Twelfth is Ryan Finney. Christian Rasmussen, after the penalty, will be kicked back to the tail of the field in 13th, and for Jacob Abel, 
He will complete just two laps today out of the race in 14th. And uh, the good news for Jacob Abel, Davey, is we get to go racing tomorrow, so he has a chance to put this disappointing result in the rearview mirror. Yeah, that is one great thing about doubleheaders, right? If you have a horrible day the first day, as long as you can get your car fixed, which they will, no problem, they at least have another shot at it and, and uh, try to try to gain some more points out of it. Now, the bad side is, uh, is if he was running good. He's actually, as, as John Bruner, team manager, said, he actually was having a pretty good weekend and as rough and difficult as this racetrack is. So hopefully they'll get it back together. Uh, remember, no practice between now and the next race. So... I'm just going to have to wing it. This is the uh, second of three doubleheader weekends on the 2022 Indy Lights calendar. The first one was at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway on the road course a few weeks ago where Daniel Frost and Linus Lundquist scored race wins. We will also end the season with a doubleheader out on the West Coast at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. But it is a pair of races here in the Motor City for the Indy Lights Championship presented by Cooper Tires. Linus Lundquist is your points leader and your race leader here on lap number five. He is uh, already accelerating through the inner loop as the pace car has pulled away. It's kind of a slow pace. Thought he was picking up the throttle a little early to do that as uh, Lundquist will lead the field again ahead of Peterson, Rob, Frost, and McElray, your top five. The points advantage for Lundquist coming into this weekend at 34 points, so he has a chance to extend that. He's quickly on the accelerator as the pace car hustles out of the way. Boy, that was a kind of a bizarre start, but everyone stays behind the pace car for where it matters, and already we're seeing a challenge for the fourth spot. Hunter McElroy with a strong charge around Daniel Frost. Not sure if Frost bobbled or not, but Mark James, uh, he uh, is going to have problems with that blue car right behind him. Matthew Brabham wearing out the rear wing of Daniel Frost's car. Yeah, there might be an issue with Frost's car. I mean, he slows it up a little bit, moves to the end side. Matthew Brabham tries to go to the high side, but Frost is able to get back into it. Just behind him, they're three wide. Finney, Kiffin, and Rasmussen, who had to restart to the rear of the field, all get jumbled up. Meanwhile, Linus Lundquist has already opened it up to a lead of about nine-tenths of a second over Pedersen. Stingray Rob is third, McElroy is fourth, and Daniel Frost completes the top five as they head to Michael Young. Yeah, and for Linus Lundquist, it's just another Saturday stroll. Already gapped that field by nine car lengths, but the big battle is for that fifth position. Daniel Frost and Matthew Brabham. Brabham all over the rear wing of Daniel Frost as they work their way through turn number eight. Now make their way through that left-hander of turn number nine. Turn ten, Frost able to gap Matthew Brabham. Again, the battle for fifth, given the car length advantage for Frost. Those two separated by about a half a car length. In fact, Brabham's got to be awful careful in some of the heavy braking zones that he doesn't run into the fat back of Daniel Frost because clearly the driver of that blue and yellow number 83 for Andretti Autosport does appear to be a tick faster. Frost got a nice charge out of turn number 12. He will hold on to that spot across the start-finish line. Again, it's the battle for the fifth spot. It's Lundquist, Peterson, Rob McElray, the top four. Then that battle for uh, the fifth spot, Mark James, as they barrel their way through to towards thir- turn number three. Uh, Daniel Frost, a little bit of more breathing room over Matthew Brabham. Yeah, it's almost to the point to where, uh, you know, he, he could start now focusing his attention on Hunter McElray. Uh, which is uh, running just in front of him. And uh, Ryan Marine, you say some activity on pit road? Yeah, unfortunate for Ernie Francis Jr. He is in the pits, and they're going to have to replace the nose cone on the number 99 machine. It's a damage to the left side end fence of the original wing. That's been replaced. The new one is on. 
And now they're taking a look at the tire on the left front as well. This is the Force Indy team, new to Indy Lights this year, and it looks like they see something they don't like with the tire, so now it will be a tire change as well. Costly time lost here in the pit lane for Ernie Francis Jr. Yeah, the bad news is about to get worse for Ernie Francis because uh, Linus Lundquist is making his way out of turn at number 10 and quickly headed towards the front straightaway. And, boy, if you get buried a lap down, uh, here at a place like Detroit, your day is most certainly done. Lundquist about to lead his seventh lap of the day. Benjamin Peterson continues to give chase. In fact, Lundquist not really running away and hiding. That gap stays at about nine-tenths of a second. Now we see Ernie Francis Jr. rejoining the action, but he has lost that lap. He'll stay to the outside mark to let some of these faster cars blow by. But, uh, boy, that's a tough break. You never want to have a tire go down. Bradham goes by. James Rohn. James Rowe Jr. goes by. Christian Bogle go by. So the field continues to set sail past him. Meanwhile, as you suggest, Linus Lundquist has a lead of about a second, but he's not able to check out at the pace that he was able to check out earlier. Peterson is keeping track along with uh, Stingray Rob and Hunter McElray. That's the top four. Daniel Frost is fifth as they head back to Michael Young. Yeah, that battle for second was really heated up last time through. Stingray Rob tried to get to the inside of the Benjamin Peterson car, thought better of it. This time by about a car length and a half advantage for Benjamin Peterson. Again, that battle for second. Right now, Linus Lundquist, your leader, makes his way through turn number 11. Here comes second and third as they make their way. And boy, it looked like Stingray Rob's going to have a run. Davey, pretty impressive that these drivers running second and third, Peterson and Rob, are able to not only battle for that second spot, but also seemingly keep pace with the race leader. It is interesting. I've been watching like, several battles, and that being one of them, where Peterson is really blocking Stingray Rob pretty heavily, but the one that even more so, when you get back to Frost and Brabham, wow, I mean Frost has been blocking, I mean massively over Matty Brabham, so we'll see if if that all lines out, see if the faster cars can get in front of the slower ones. Meanwhile, McElroy, right in between them. He's, he's got clean in front of him, clean behind him, just kind of cruising around now, trying to just see what happens. That battle for second out of turn number three, Mark Jane, separated by just a couple car lengths. It's Peterson and Stingray Rob. Yeah, it's been tied, and it looks as though the Stingray Rob is able to break just a little bit later, which allows him to keep that gap at about a car length or two, three at the most on the faster portions of the race track. Now we'll see if Benjamin Peterson has the pull-away speed off the turn as he heads down that bending back straightaway back to Michael. And he sets himself up for turn number seven with a two-car length advantage. So Stingray Rob in cruise mode. But let's look back to that battle for fifth. Again, Daniel Frost about a car length ahead of Matthew Brabham. As Davey had said, Daniel Frost doing everything to keep Brabham behind him as they make their way through the inner loop. And now to the exit of turn number 11, Frost ahead by about a car length. Working lap number nine of 25, Linus Lundquist is your race leader. Benjamin Peterson is second. Stingray Rob is third. Hunter McElray is fourth. Daniel Frost is fifth, Brabham sixth, seventh is Rowe, eighth Bogle, ninth Rasmussen, tenth Simpson, eleventh is Ryan Finney, twelfth Antonio Saravalli, thirteenth Ernie Francis Jr. And out of the race and standing by with Joel Sebastianelli on pit lane is Jacob Abel. Unfortunately, standing by on pit lane right now, what was your perspective of that incident? Yeah, you know, unfortunately, we had a little bit of contact on lap one with uh, Hunter or somebody there. I'm not quite sure, but we were hanging on to the car, had a little bit of damage. Uh, so we were definitely moving backwards, and Christian just kind of threw it in super late there and jumped over the curb and <laughs> went to the side of us. So not ideal, but we start six tomorrow, so definitely some opportunity there. 
how much opportunity? Do you feel like there's a lot of pace to make up tomorrow? Yeah, definitely. I mean, sixth is one of our better qualifiers of the year, um, and even at that, we have more pace. You know, we got caught out by that red flag there, which I know a lot of guys did. But so, yeah, hopefully, be able to move forward a little bit. Not what we like to see today, but that's what we like to hear for tomorrow. Jacob Abel out of the race. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. And uh, Michael Young, things tightening up down there in turn seven. Indeed, and it's a big battle between not only James Rowe, Christian Bogle, and Christian Rasmussen. Rasmussen really starting to pick up some ground as he gets around the two teammates of Rowe and Simpson. Now trying to get around Bogle, but boy, he made a big, strong move down into turn number seven. Yeah, yeah it was a great pass down there in turn seven. Christian Bogle got around James Rowe Jr. about a lap before, and now Rasmussen has his sights set on Christian Bogle. This is the battle for the seventh spot as they head towards the start-finish line to complete lap number 11 here at uh, Detroit on Belle Isle. Up front, it's Linus Lundquist by 2.1 seconds over Benjamin Peterson. Stingray Rob runs third. Hunter McElray is fourth. Uh, fifth is Daniel Frost, who continues to have his hands full with the number 83 machine of Matthew Brabham. Uh, Bogle runs in that seventh position. Rasmussen is eighth. James Roach Jr. going side-by-side side with his teammate Kiffin Simpson. That's the battle for the ninth and tenth position. Ryan Finney runs in 11th. Antonio Saravalli in 12th. Ernie Francis Jr. 13th. And then again, the driver you just heard from, Jacob Abel, out of the race. Uh, he will finish in the 14th position. Uh, Davey Hamilton, of course, uh, some changes for the Indy Light Series heading into this weekend in terms of uh, the push-to-pass system. No longer do you have to be 1.5 seconds behind a driver. It's 150 seconds of push-to-pass, and it's kind of more in the driver's hands as to how they manage it, use it uh, to attack and defend throughout the course of a 25-lap race. Do you like that? Yeah, we're going to see how it works out, right? I mean, I think that's a good plan. I think that it's a situation where if you're the faster car up front and, and, and somebody beats you with a push pass, you're not going to like it. But on the other side of the coin, it does give these drivers opportunity to keep the field bunched up. And we'll see how it's going to work later on. We don't have the data right now that tells us how much push, push to pass is left for each of these drivers. Oh, actually, we do have. The, the, the dad, I just found it right here. So, um, you know, Patterson's been using it. Rob's been using it. 76 seconds left for Patterson. Uh, Rob with 70 seconds. Then you got Frost with 110. Brabham with 88. So Frost must have been, or Brabham was using that trying to get uh, some position early for sure. And it looks like Lundquist is still in the triple digits in terms of how much push to pass he has. So uh, no worries there. Tell you what, Mark James, we're watching a battle. It's towards the back of the pack between James Rowe Jr. and Kiffin Simpson. Uh, they are teammates, but the way they're attacking each other, it really doesn't look like it. Uh, yeah, battle for the ninth position, in fact, Michael Young, and the 12 and the 21, obviously, opposite numbers for the team. And uh, those guys have been mixing it up for the last several laps. Yes, they have as they make their way into turn number seven, that right-hander, and it is... James Rowe Jr. ahead of his teammate Kiffin Simpson. Further up ahead, it's that Bogle and Rasmussen battle. Each of those battles separated by a couple of car legs, but the teammates of Rowe and Simpson now make their way through that right-hander in turn number 11. Yeah, there's a lot of good battles throughout the course of the field. That's a good one for the ninth spot. We watch Matthew Brabham continuing to put the pressure on 
Daniel Frost for the fifth position. The battle for second has been a good one as well. In fact, Mark James, they roar out of turn number three. We see Benjamin Peterson in that orange car. Still remains about three or four car lengths over Stingray Rob as they attack turn three. Yeah, Rob stayed about a car and a half to two car lengths back. And uh, it, it, again, both of them look pretty stuck, pretty planted in the corners. It just seems like that, uh, you know, one's able to break a little later than the other. 14 laps complete next time by Michael Young is Lundquist, Peterson, Rob McElray, Frost, and Bramham to the top six. We'll see the field as they make their way down that back straightaway, and Linus Lundquist now has a very comfortable gap between he and second place running Benjamin Peterson as we see Stingray Rob swing to the outside. They'll go side by side. Stingray Rob loses the back end. I believe he got caught in the tires. Now back underway as we see Hunter McElroy get around. Now Daniel Frost and Matthew Brabham start to get on the rear wing of Stingray Rob. What a bold move. Unable to make it work as he lost the back end of that car. Nick. Stingray Rob continues on, but that car is heavily damaged. In fact, now he's stacking up that battle between Daniel Frost and Matthew Brabham. They'll both streak around the outside. Davey Hamilton, that two car, is still running, but it looks like his day may be done. Oh, it's over. Yeah, his, his A-arms, push rod, everything's bent in the left rear of that car. He's going to come to the pit. And they're going to have him hop right out, unfortunately. for I'm sorry, yeah, left rear Stingray Rob. Just got in. We've seen that earlier, right, with with uh, uh, the pass on that outside, and it just doesn't seem to work with Rasmussen. Got inside of A-Bowl. Now Stingray Rob, just you can see the disappointment. Had a nice, nice, fast race car go for second position. Unfortunately, his day is over. He's had such a great season so far as well. Um, uh, fourth at St. Petersburg and then three third-place finishes at Barber Motorsports Park and then the two races in Indianapolis. Uh, Stingray Rob, the driver from Idaho, who has kept himself in the championship hunt, and you are right, Davey, he is uh, visibly upset with himself after uh, losing control. Meanwhile, that battle between Frost and Brabham now becomes a contest for the fourth position. Once again, headed down the back straightaway, Michael Young, to you in turn number seven. Yeah, Daniel Frost will stay high, and Matt Brabham will think better of it and just ride in his tire tracks and make their way through the left-hander. That's turn number eight. Now the left-hander of turn number nine, so to turn number ten. As they set up for that right-hander, Nick, Daniel Frost, about two car lengths as Matthew Brabham closes in on that rear wing. So with 11 laps to go, it is still Linus Lundquist, your race leader. Benjamin Peterson is second. The driver that has now moved into podium position with the issue for Stingray Rob is Hunter McElray. He's about 8.76 seconds though behind our race leader then it's that battle for fourth that we've documented throughout the course of this race Daniel Frost and Matthew Brabham they're separated by less than a second Christian Rasmussen has rallied after that penalty up to the sixth position Christian Bogle is seventh Kiffin Simpson is eighth uh, he got that spot from James Rowe Jr. who was penalized one spot for blocking so Rowe settles into the twelfth or ninth position 10th is Ryan Finney, 11th is Antonio Saravale, and then of course the drivers that have had trouble uh, in 12th and soon to be 13th out of the race, Stingray Rob, Ernie Francis Jr. One lap down, he'll soon move into the 12th position, and then Jacob Abel who is out of the race in 14th. Let's go back to pit lane and Joel Sebastianelli. So they've turned off the car for Stingray Rob, but they're replacing the left rear suspension arm. It was bent at about a 45-degree angle. Swapping a new one in right now, so he should be able to restart, but obviously dejected, just so devastated inside the car and losing precious laps. And again, Davey, let's, let's talk about that uh, incident again. Uh, for Stingray Rob, it was 
trying to go the long way around Benjamin Peterson to grab that second spot. And, boy, we've seen it time and time again in turn seven. you got to carry a lot of speed through there, and that funneling effect has bit more than one drivers uh, over the years here at Belle Isle. Yeah, I think what happens down there as well, Nick, is you do have to have a lot more speed to go around that outside. He had a great race car and thought he could do it, but, you know, marbles, the, the, the debris off these tires start piling up on that outside line, especially later in the race when nobody goes up there to keep that part of the track clean. Just no rubber down up there, and, and Stingray, what, what a good opportunity and good move that he made. Unfortunately, just no grip up there. With the tire barrier so close uh, on these road street courses, just uh, not a super hard hit, but hard enough to bend his left first suspension. And, uh, of course, we saw him visibly frustrated. Why? Well, he came into this weekend 38 points behind your points leader, Linus Lundquist. And as they run now, he will fall to fourth in the championship standings, 75 markers back. As, again, Linus Lundquist uh, has been on absolute rails out of the racetrack leading 16 laps and uh, Joel Sebastianelli you had a, another update oh actually check that let's go to Michael Young in turn 7 yeah Hunter McElroy guys came in hot into turn number 7 and he slammed into the tire barrier I can't see if he's made his way out but he came in so hard guys he lost control letting look like he backed it in so Hunter McElroy will throw away a podium finish as Davey Hamilton boy that car wicked sideways entering turn 7 yeah, he really got sideways where he was, you know, just under braking. The car got a little bit squirrely, loses control too, hits that outside tire barrier. But fortunately for him, he was pretty much slowed down, not to a complete stop, but not hard enough to, to hit anything. And as I see, his rear wing flap just broke. If I, yeah, his rear wing flap just broke, guys. So they're going to have to bring him in. He's going to lose all kinds of downforce. He got the back wing. Uh, hard enough to where it's it's broken. It almost looks like from the one where the wing flaps go, go down. Uh, his is down, but not because of it's supposed to be. Yeah, I mean, Davey, how, how difficult and maybe dangerous is this for Hunter McElroy to be hauling the mail, trying to keep pace with that rear wing bent the way it is? Well, the bottom, what had happened is he'll lose all kinds of grip in the slow parts of the racetrack and, and most of the corners. He'll be fast down the straightaways. There's no question about that, but he'll lose way more speed. Oh, as we see Rasmussen Holy with a big smokes. hit with the right front pulled back. Yeah. Wow, these guys are crashing like crazy. Yeah, that is three straight Andretti Autosport drivers that have crashed, and Rasmussen's car, the right side of that thing is destroyed. There is debris right in the middle of the racetrack. We're going to go full course yellow, I would assume, uh, here at Belle Isle as Rasmussen's car uh, the right rear tire is off the rim. The right front suspension is heavily caved in. The front wing is missing. And, Davey, we're going to get a chance to see a replay. He was running in the fifth position when this accident happened. Yeah, sure was. Down in turn five. Looks like he may have hit the curb early in the corner. He didn't get lost. Uh, lost. I didn't see the replay of that. But just was high coming to that corner. Just lost all grip really hard on the outside of turn five. Completely wiping out the right side of that race car. So what a sequence of events for Andretti Autosport as we go full course yellow. Uh, Mark Jaynes, first we lose Stingray Rob, then Hunter McElroy, now Christian Rasmussen. Uh, this thing got wild all of a sudden. Well, I'm sure Joseph Newgarden would not appreciate us bringing this up from time to time as we do. But you and I remember one year when he was way ahead at Long Beach and stuck into the tire barriers in the lights race in turn number nine. And I think we went like three laps in a row where the leader had difficulty on the course. And Sam Schmidt was uh, Indy Lights team owner at the time, and we asked Sam for his thoughts about somebody throwing away. And he's, well, you know, these guys are learning, and this is what we sign up for as team owners. And 
we have to be patient with them for sure, and uh, I, I think we're seeing that very scenario unfold here at Belle Isle. I've spent many years on pit lane for uh, Indy Lights races. Sometimes you just stand around and you don't do a whole lot. Today, Ryan Marine and Joel Sebastianelli are earning their money. Uh, Ryan, let's go back to you. You've got an update on, I guess it would be the second of three Andretti cars that's crashed. Yes, so Hunter McElray has come into the pit lane, and actually the timing of this yellow might just help him. It depends on how quickly they can make this rear wing change, and it's not quite the seamless transition that the front wing change can be. Right now they're going to have to take the cowling off the back of that machine. They tried already to unbolt the rear wing. They'd have to take the cowling off to get to a few more of those bolts. They have a spare rear wing ready to go to plug into the back of that car. But as Davey mentioned, it does almost look like the DRS was engaged. Of course, there is no DRS in Indy Lights. So, yeah, that was definitely compromising Hunter McElray. Right now they're continuing to try and get that initial rear wing off that vehicle. They have a second one ready to go and now it's all about whether or not they can get this done before the field cycles through to put him a lap down let's go out to uh, joel sebastianelli with another report right as all this chaos began unfolding stingray rob returned to the track now he is 13th position two laps down but this is exactly why he returned to the track you never know how many points he may be able to make up yeah, that's a great point i mean there's a chance uh, depending on how long the McElray repairs take to maybe jump him and we certainly know that uh, Christian Rasmussen is now going to fall to the 13th spot with Stingray Rob back onto the racetrack. So, boy, oh, boy, Davey Hamilton. Things got wild all of a sudden. <laughs> they sure did. Working. I watched Michael Andretti on the cameras and just ejected as as he should be with three of his cars in contention uh, to run up front, maybe even win the race, uh, all, all, out, uh, all out of the race by uh, contact. So now it's uh, the HMD and Global Racing Group cars that run 1-2-3, Lundquist, Peterson, and Frost. And yeah, battle for the podium, Davey, now becomes the battle between Frost and Brabham. As, uh, Brabham now the, the lone driver for Andretti Autosport, sporting the flag at, uh, that can help uh, that organization keep things afloat for this race. Yeah, right. They've uh, got to try to salvage something at this point. And now the key is just be careful at this point. Don't make any mistakes and make it to the finish because... What, what, we haven't seen cars fall out in this uh, such a short period of time for a while in the Indy Night Series. Yep, so uh, again, for Andretti Autosport, that's the thing, Davey. I mean, we're going to go racing again tomorrow. The poor Andretti Autosport <laughs> lights crew, they may have uh, at least two cars to put back together before it's all said and done. I guess they got Rob and, and uh, McElroy back on the racetrack, but there's going to be some significant repairs needed for Rasmussen's car, the most recent accident we just had. Yeah, and what a good job on the crew guys on Rob's car because it was just it was a push rod and an upper A arm for sure that I seen bent. So taking that, you know, the, they're so prepared. So the A arm and that push rod, they they were already on the cart spare uh, the pit cart there, ready to go on, already adjusted, and man, they really did it quick. So hats off to that Andretti crew for for making such a quick turnaround. Looks like the uh, the disabled car of Christian Rasmussen has been moved into the runoff area. He just hopped in to a safety vehicle. Happy to report that uh, he is okay, but will finish 13th when we're all said and done. So here's the reset. Uh, we're not going to see the green flag this time, by. So at the very least, it'll probably be about a four-lap shootout as uh, we are seeing five to go right now. Linus Lundquist has led all 20 laps. Uh, the second-place driver is Benjamin Peterson. Got to wonder if he's got anything for his teammate. Daniel Frost runs in third. Matthew Brabham is fourth. Christian Bogle all of a sudden has... Uh, you know, kind of found himself in the top five. Could be a career-best run for the driver from Louisiana. Sixth is Kiffin Simpson. Seventh is his teammate, James Rowe Jr. Ryan Finney now all of a sudden 
finds himself in the eighth position. Antonio Saravalli is ninth. Ernie Francis Jr., one lap down, runs to the tenth position. Eleventh is Hunter McElray after the rear wing damage. He is two laps down. Uh, Stingray Rob, in the uh, he just moved into the eleventh position. That kicks McElray back to twelfth. Thirteenth is Christian Rasmussen. And then the final driver out of the race, uh, Jacob Abel in 14th. Back to pit lane and Ryan Marine. Looks like the repairs are about complete for Hunter McElray, who, as you noted, now has dropped a couple of laps, and that's cost him another spot on the track. The cowling going back over the engine once again. They're just applying the final couple of bolts to the new rear wing assembly that's being attached to the car. But a costly miscue and then lengthy repair for Hunter McElray, who had some decent pace here today, but won't get the result. So this one has been wild. You're listening to the Indy Light Series, uh, presented by Cooper Tires here on Indy Car Radio. My name is Dick Yeoman. That was the voice of our pit reporter, Ryan Marine. We are set to go racing. Going to restart with four laps to go here at Belle Isle, the first of two races for the Indy Lights Championship uh, here in Detroit, Michigan. Linus Lundquist is your race leader, slowly bringing them out of the inner loop with Benjamin Peterson tucked right up behind that rear wing. Going to want to try to get a jump to make a pass on his teammate. Uh, Front three cars are all teammates. We see Lundquist quickly on the accelerator out of the final corner. We're back to racing here at Detroit, and Lundquist has a nice jump. It's about a car length or two over Benjamin Peterson. Another two car lengths back to Frost, who runs in third. Then it's Matthew Brabham, who has been putting the pressure on that driver all day long. That guy from Singapore sits in that third spot, Daniel Frost. They snake their way out out of turn number two, down towards turn three. Mark Jaynes, everybody playing nice here on this opening lap. Yeah, leader gets some separation a little bit farther back among the final four cars. There's a little bit of nose to tail and side-by-side battling, but that shakes itself out. It was Finney and Sarah Valley in the battle for the eighth position. Meanwhile, Lundquist has already opened it up to nine-tenths of a second. He is closing in in two seasons. I should say a season and a half more accurately. Michael Young, this talented young driver, is closing in on 200 laps led in Indy Lights competition. Pretty amazing what he's been able to accomplish. And Matthew Brabham now, as Daniel Frost locks him up to the inside. Brabham will try to do the over-under. He'll get alongside in turn number 10. Hard to make that work through that portion of the course. Frost will be able to hold him off by a car length or so. But Matthew Brabham, after Daniel Frost locked him up, coming into turn 7, drove it in deep. Brabham's on the charge. Davey, it was a great attempt, but smart by Matthew Brabham to jump out of the throttle there. Yeah, I mean, I tell you right now that Frost has been blocking Brabham unbelievably bad. I I, I, I guarantee you there's smoke coming out of Brabham's ears because he gets beside him. He goes beside there, just blocks, block, block, and it's still early in this race. But, you know, with the push to pass, we'll see Brabham with 45 seconds left, Frost with 44 seconds left. Brabham's on the push to pass right now. Maybe a little bit early still, but, man, he is really, really blocking him. Front doing two. it again down the front straightaway. Yeah, moving left and right to try to break the draft. The front two have done what they have done all day long, and that is check out. That's Lundquist and Peterson. The battle is for the final step on the podium, and Mark Jaynes, Matthew Brabham, right in the tire tracks of Daniel Frost into four. I think he's exercising a little patience here, Nick Yeoman, because he feels like that if he can get a clean exit off of that turn number five, he can haul mail down that back straightaway and hopefully setting up turn number seven. He gets a little loose upon exit, and we'll see. The track race is underway to Michael Young in turn seven in the battle for the third position. 
Well, the tire smoke has just gotten to me from Daniel Frost last time by. For this time by, Daniel Frost able to hold off Brabham. Perhaps Brabham waiting for that second or final lap to make that pass. Daniel Frost, two car lengths, but as they make their way through turn number 10, now setting up for 11, Brabham closes into a less than a car length. Davey, how did Matthew Brabham get that car woke down down there in turn seven? Oh, and he's going to make the pass. Daniel Frost has slowed all of a sudden with two and a half laps to go. Daniel Frost's car is slow. He's going to stay out of the racing line. Everybody's going to freight train him, and the driver from Singapore is going to see a podium wash away. There is something with being in that third position all day long. Bad luck striking driver after driver, and all of a sudden, Matthew Brabham finds himself in the third position, and Davey Daniel Frost going to try to limp that car to pit lane. He's going to do it, but my goodness, what a wild race we've seen in Indy Lights. From the last on the last lap it breaks down and it's like electronics or fuel again just looked like the car just literally shut off after doing all he could to keep Brabham behind him but unfortunately for Frost wow that that's a it's going to be a big change in the championship points too as Frost is third right now he's going to lose some ground on Peterson and Lundquist but Stingray Rob already lost some ground now Brabham may have opportunity to move up boy this race has just had a little <laughs> bit of everything uh, Linus Lundquist probably not going to believe what has transpired behind him because all he's been able to do is focus forward and lead every single lap so far with just a lap and a half to go. The driver from Sweden is staring down a chance to win a third race this year, bouncing around here on the streets of Belle Isle. Benjamin Peterson sits in that second spot. Matthew Brabham is about a second behind. We'll see if Brabham has a chance maybe to threaten for the second spot. But, boy, just the fact that he's even in podium position is pretty incredible. White flag snaps above the head of Linus Lundquist, making his way out of turn number two. This driver from Sweden got to see his countrymen win the Indianapolis 500 just a few days ago. Linus Lundquist, Mark James, for the final time, is hard on the brakes into turn number three. In 21 premier, 24 previous starts, 21 top five finishes and 24 top ten finishes. He's had just one DNF in an incredible young career. Linus Lundquist looking for career win number six, Michael Young. Yeah, the Swedish invasion continues as Linus Lundqvist makes his way down into turn number seven for the final time. We'll see if he'll be able to fend off as he's actually got about a second and a half advantage over second place running Benjamin Peterson then Matt Brabham there we'll see that battle for fourth quickly because it was close last time through with Christian Bogle and the machine of James Road Jr. Bogle still ahead excuse me Kiffin Simpson right behind Christian Bogle but Nick Yeoman already out of turn number 11 for the final time here comes Linus Lundquist. Yeah Bogle and Simpson are both about to get career best finishes Brabham and Peterson with hard-charged uh, podium results, but up front, it's going to be Linus Lundqvist. Out of the final corner, the driver from Sweden, the points leader, the pole sitter, and the race winner, Linus Lundqvist, across the start-finish line. He scores the victory in race number one of the Indy Lights Detroit Grand Prix. Second will go to Benjamin Peterson, who ran in that position all day long. Peterson will finish 3.7 seconds behind. Matthew Brabham is the lucky guy who ends up on the podium as driver after driver has bad luck. Christian Bogle is going to get a career-best fourth-place finish. Kiffin Simpson finishes in fifth. Lots of names you're not used to seeing up here in the top half of the field. Antonio Saravalli ends up in sixth. James Rowe Jr. is going to finish seventh. Ryan Finney eighth. Ernie Francis Jr. ninth. 
Uh, of course, Daniel Frost has problems with a couple laps to go. He'll finish 10th, Ryan Marine, I'm sure, uh, just as dejected as the other drivers who have had bad luck in this race. I imagine so. The word from the team was a broken half shaft for Daniel Frost. He was that close to a podium. Instead, he comes up just a couple laps short. Boy, so Frost ends up in the 10th position, 11th Stingray Rob, 12th Hunter McElray, 13th Christian Rasmussen, and then Jacob Abel finishes in the 14th position. Uh, just eight cars finish on the lead lap. Well, that is kind of rare to, to see in the Indy Light Series presented by Cooper Tires. And with the race win, Linus Lundquist will extend his championship advantage now to 58 markers over Benjamin Peterson, 68 over Frost, 73 over uh, Stingray Rob, and 75 over Matthew Brabham. We see the front three. They'll take the right-hand turn near the fountain to celebrate uh, in the makeshift victory lane here at Belle Isle. Uh, again, boy, Davey Hamilton, I mean, just so much to, to kind of unpack with this race. Uh, not for Linus Lundquist, a dominant performance, but it has been a while since we've seen this much drama in an Indy Lights race. Yeah, it sure has. Nothing one later, 25 laps, that's Lundquist. Uh, so he took off and made it look easy, but you're right. Man, what drama all the last part of this race from from mistakes being made, from hash drafts being broke, from... A lot of different things, but boy, oh boy, we just had, like you just mentioned, we haven't seen that for a long time. Once these these cars get going, they seem to be pretty consistent and reliable, and we don't see uh, the the accidents like we have today. I'm just theorizing here, Davey. I mean, we know how good of a, a month of May that Linus Lundquist had at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, where he won a race and took over the points lead. Is this maybe just an example of drivers pushing too hard, knowing that, uh, man, if we don't charge and try to catch this guy now he, he's going to win a lot of races yeah well that could be and i think that most of them i think were, were just they were fighting the battle that they were just tied up in every seemed like everybody he linkowitz was gone i think they were just trying to to beat the guy in front of them and uh, the mistakes started happening so linus lundquist going to pop out of that car to celebrate a third win of the season to go along with that fourth and fifth pole position that he scored this morning. Lundquist wins by 3.7 seconds over Benjamin Peterson. Of course, this is just uh, race number one. It's a doubleheader weekend for the Indy Light Series presented by Cooper Tires. These drivers will be back in action tomorrow. Coverage of that event uh, comes your way at noon Eastern on all these same outlets that you can catch IndyCar Radio. Coming up uh, next on these radio waves, it'll be NTT Knockout Qualifying for the drivers of the NTT IndyCar Series. That's coming up again at 1235 Eastern Time. Mark Janes will guide us through that event. And, of course, all leading up to the uh, Chevrolet Detroit Grand Prix with live coverage of the NTT IndyCar Series event, 3 o'clock Eastern, uh, right here on IndyCar Radio. As Alina Slutquist getting to celebrate with his team there uh, by the fountain with uh, Benjamin Peterson coming home in the second spot. Matthew Brabham rounds out your podium position. So, uh, again, a, a very hotly contested race throughout the uh, mid-pack. Up front, though, Ryan Marine, smooth sailing for Linus Lundquist, your race winner. And an emotional celebration. Just had a couple of big hugs. Who was that there that greeted you here in Victory Lane? I was my family. They're here to watch, which is which is awesome. You know, uh, they come from Sweden to to come and watch me all the way over here, which is uh, which is nice. And uh, you know, to get a win in front of them is always very special. And your family played a very big role early in your career, running basically a family-run team back in Sweden to get you started, right? 
Yeah, that's right. I mean, this, they're still a huge part of my of my career, but obviously in, in the early days, we uh, never really had the budget to go with, with a big team, so uh, we thought, well, why not just try it ourselves? So, yeah, we ran a family team back home when we raced, raced in Scandinavia in a single-seater series. So, uh, yeah, you know, they're, they're, they know the ins and outs of uh, what it takes to be able to get a win. And how did you get the win today? You started out front. It was crazy behind you. Did you have any idea what was going on behind you in the lead? Not really. Obviously, I saw some of it in my mirrors, but that was mainly in the, in the straights. So I just saw like a big um, snake following around, but never really know what happened. But just happy to get away with the win. You know, a massive thank you to my team, HMD Motorsports with, with Delcoin Racing. They've done a great job. And obviously my teammate in second as well. You know, it's it's a proof that we have a great car around here. And a massive uh, shout out to, to my sponsor for this event, Jula, as well. They've, uh, they've done a great job supporting me and happy to get another win for them. Two poles and a win so far. One more race to go tomorrow. We'll see you then yes you will yes you will that's race one Le winner linus lundquist you know we could say the same thing about ben peterson it was a chaotic race behind the two of you but a second place finish today oh, you satisfied with that i'm happy with the points you know linus had a really strong pace but it was it was really interesting managing this new push pass system which is was how indycar runs it um so so we learned a lot there i will definitely analyze a bit but there was a lot of action around me, unfortunately. Linus was a bit more checked out, but we just kept our head cool. And, you know, P2 is really solid points. So we had an issue with the car this, this morning in qualifying two. So we'll start towards the back for tomorrow, but it will be a fun ride towards the front. Eighth career podium for Ben Peterson, hoping to get win number one tomorrow. Ryan is with Matthew Brabham. That's right, and he completes the podium for Andretti Autosport. That was a wild second half of the race, and it seemed like you were in the middle of everything. What was your view like? Yeah, I just saw everyone going off in front of me, to be honest. I mean, there was people spinning and locking up, and obviously there was a couple of crashes behind me as well. So, yeah, I just I just survived, I guess. That's what That was my goal coming to the race. I'm like, man, I'm starting far back, and I just got to get through this race. I've had a couple of bad races after St. Pete, so I just want to finish. And uh, it just capitalized on people's mistakes. I think um, Daniel Frost had an issue that, like it wasn't his it, it, like something broke on his car or something but uh yeah i was just happy to capitalize on on all those mistakes and the wild race and come on third you and daniel had a really good duel going and it was maybe on the fringe of was it clean was it blocking what did it look like from your vantage point i don't know i'm not even trying to focus on if it's right or wrong i mean we didn't touch wheels so i don't know i think it was fine but I was just trying to get around him any way I could. I wasn't thinking about if he was doing something wrong or not. If he's going to do something wrong, then he does something wrong. But I, I honestly have no idea. I think it was fine from my point of view. So, When you see so many having trouble around you, you're something of an elder statesman in this series. Was it your experience, perhaps, that kept you out of some of the problems that befell others? I don't know. I think, yeah, obviously I'm more experienced, but that didn't help me in the last two races, you know. So, yeah, yeah just, I was just lucky to bring it home. I, I think our cars are so fast. I mean, Andrea have done a great job. I think... We have the pace to compete for the win. We just, I'm starting so far back, it's got no shot. But uh, congrats to Linus and everyone um, and my team and all my sponsors, Mastermind, and uh, we'll get him tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow. Good luck. Thanks, mate. Your podium today, Matthew Brabham finishes third, second Benjamin Peterson, and for the third time this season, Linus Lundquist is your race winner. Again, reminder, NTT IndyCar qualifying coming up here in about 15 minutes, and we're just a little under 24 hours from Indy Lights race number two. Big thanks to our technical and production staff, Chris Pollock, Rick Evans, and Sam Rumsa. For Davey Hamilton, Mark Jaynes, Michael Young, Ryan Marine, and Joel Sebastianelli, I'm Nick Yeoman. So long for now from Belle Isle.
the preceding was an exclusive copyrighted presentation of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Radio Network.